what's good, y'all? It's your girl, Chanae Ogwemike. And I am Lisa Leslie. I am the mentor, she's the mentee, and you guys are front and center. Lisa, 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 how was your week so far? Girl, my, late, my week's been pretty good. You know, with um, Christmas right around the corner, it has been um, a lot of fun just TikToking and playing with the kids and Lauren doing her tennis matches on the weekends. That's been a lot of fun. MJ's been playing golf, so that's been super cute watching him take golf lessons, and he's really getting good at golf. You know, we just have to do isolate so much isolation, and whether it's in sports or just being here at the house. I don't know if I told you, but I did a little deal with uh, Fashion Nova because they have a tall line with um, Megan The Stallion. Yes. So I've been taking TikToks and pictures, and you know, kind of doing my thing fashion wise. So I've been enjoying it. It's been oh fun. yes, I heard about that line. That's so amazing. Yeah, doing it for the tall ones. That's where the for word the stallion tall ones, comes from. Bringing it back. So we'll yes. see. But I've been having a. It's been a, a good time. I mean, with the obviously. The pandemic is is alive and it's real. So every little moment that we get and spending time with my kids, um, it, it's been a lot of fun. I think we found things to do. We cook together, TikToking, you know, working out together. Just small moments that um, help make memories and just you know help them to really get through this this time because it's it's not easy. How yeah. about you? What you been up to this week? So what had happened was I sort of stumbled into a situation where like I have like male friends and then I go out to dinner and then all of a sudden I'm like, hold up, is this a date? This happens to me quite often. And so I feel like I went on a date with someone not knowing it was a date. Well, what did you wear? Sweats. Okay. So you didn't know it was a date. Uh, what did you feel like? Uh, how much time did you prepare to get ready for it? Not much time. I mean, like we just were looking for a nice social distance restaurant, which everything's outdoors. Everything is pre, you know, screened, whether it's like, it honestly was like a quarter capacity, but it was like right on the water in Malibu. Like the food was A1. And then the conversation started turning personal. I was like, oh, this feels like. Okay. Well, wait, time out. So did you feel giddy at any time? I don't know if it was giddy. I think like, it was just more so the conversation turned to personal. And I was just like, oh, like, you know how that switch happens. Personal, like, like how many kids you want to future personal? Like, or <laughs> personal, just kind of like, so what you, you've been thinking about me? I, I think it's like all of the above. It's sort of like, what are we doing here? Like, what is it? Are you like, are there vibes here? And it's like having conversation about are there vibes, which oh, makes it like. Cute. Yeah, it was funny, but it was, it was great. It honestly was a great, great dinner. I just, you know. So when you say it was great, are we talking about the food or are we talking about the company and conversation? <laughs> Lisa, you need to be a interrogator because you know how to get to the info. You're so funny. Food was amazing. Conversation was necessary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, because, you know, for me, again, I definitely believe in taking things slow. I like the idea of having a friend before having a boyfriend. I think that's really important because at the end of the day, you know, no one's going to be perfect. But when you have those moments of when the relationship is not perfect, you still look across and go, but I still want my friend. So let's fix this. You know what I'm saying? Or let's just mend the fence if we can. And so I feel like that's really important when you're going out on dates and you're hanging out with someone. It's not just about like what they look like and how they make you feel in those moments, but it's just the conversations. Are you enjoying it? Does that person make you laugh, smile? Or are they, is the intellect enough to keep you stimulated? You know, all those things are really important. And then your comfort level, obviously you having on sweats is like, Hey, that's a person that you would like to dress up for, but you don't have to. And that's cool too, because you don't have to send a representative, you know? That part, like that part. And you know, what's funny. I think everything that you just highlighted, which, yeah, that was when it was like a weird, like, I couldn't even think about it because I was like, did I just like step into water? Did I just muddy these waters when I had like a friend? I was like, do I want to muddy these waters? Like, it was just a lot of ish. And thank goodness, like, I'm back to work now. You know what I mean? It's work week because that was weekend thoughts. But, um, you know, I think it's perfect. Mm, well, because- the question is. Well, go ahead. Hit me. Um. Is he trying to muddy the waters? 
I think. Yeah. You to sleep on me. You like. Yeah, I think he is curious about muttering the waters, but he's very calculated too because we're friends, you know. So we yeah. both are being calculated mm-hmm. about it. But it was a good look. I am very blessed for those experiences in pandemic to still be able to go have a good meal outside with views and like safely social distancing and all that type of stuff. So mm. I was just glad that I had a good time. It just was a confusing mm. time at times, but it was a very good time. So basically I feel like you're in the middle of a chess game and somebody's making moves, but we're not really sure if we're trying to like be in checkmate yet, but we, we still, we making moves. But you know what I love the most is like, personally, my number one move is pump fake. Like, I'm going to pump fake you. Like, you're not going to get my real move, okay? I'm going to just step through anytime you try to apply pressure to win. You know what I'm saying? But, right. you know, it's funny, Lise. Um, I think this comes to the idea that, like, especially in pandemic now, we as human beings just want to feel seen or a part of something. or like, And having those friends that allow you to step out of your day-to-day and feel seen and, like, they're in there with you. Like, we're living two different lives, but, hey, like, for this moment, what's good with you? What's You know what I mean? So being yeah. seen is important in a variety of fashions. And also representation is important in a variety of fashions. And I know that you have been, this is like what I love. You have been that living, breathing representation for me. And so now to hear today, hopefully, what representation means in all the forms, I'm curious on your end. Um, I think being represented is very important, especially in the media. Um, I don't know if you saw this movie. It came out November, Jingle Jangle. No, I haven't. So it's super cute. Um, It's a Christmas story. And what I loved about it was that it's not a black show. It's a great show. It's just a Christmas tale, you know, about a town. And there was a, a guy who was like an amazing genius and... Um, but he kind of lost his way because he lost his wife and losing his wife. He kind of pushes his daughter away, but he's magical. He's a, an amazing inventor. And so he has a special gift. And so does his daughter, cute story, amazing, great acting. And it was so good. And I think at the end, it's just kind of like, wow, you realize like everybody, the majority of the actors are black. Um, the little girl is black. She has her hair natural and this beautiful style that shout out to Mayel Organics for, you know, being one of the sponsors. It was on Netflix and I really loved it. And then they also have a book. And so I got my daughter, you know, the book, she read the book, just that form of representation to see it and for her to see it. And it wasn't ever like, oh, it's a black movie. It was just a movie, but it was adorable Christmas tale in a way that I saw that she saw herself in it. I saw that she saw representation in girl, you know, a little girl that looked like her, hair that looks like hers. That's very important. And I think so. I look at it from my daughter's perspective. For me, I look at it just like through social media. Sometimes you look for people uh, who look like you when you see women who, you know, maybe the same skin tone. And I'm like, oh, wow, she's so beautiful. Like, you know, I think all of that is important. It's, it is, and it's not in a way that doesn't make you like racist because you want to see people that look like you, but it's part of the inspiration, right? Of somebody being tall and being fashionable is like a big deal. You want to see that representation because sometimes we can't wear everything the littles can wear, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> Don't look fact. good on us like that. So I think representation is so important. Um, and I'm very thankful that my mom was probably my first representation of myself. And I wanted to look like her. My mom was really beautiful. I want to, you know, I saw her and I looked up to her. And that was the representation that I think I needed. That also gave me love and fulfillment. The fact that I'm very similar to her. Yo, this is perfect. So why don't we dive in there? Because representation really matters. And mm-hmm. it's important to feel seen. And I know you had a chance to talk to, you know, your friend who is that living embodiment on Hollywood screens and Niecy yeah. Nash, which I'm excited to, you know, hear later on. But how about we dive into that representation and all of the implications and how it matters for our communities? I think it's important when you look at our community to see, let's just take, you know, uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, for starters, to see her gives hope, not just to the African-American community, not just to um, the, what her mom is, 
Indian? Indian. Indian, correct? Indian Americans. But to women who are brown, but also representation to boys. To see women in power in those positions, to get comfortable, like that is a norm. All of that is representation that goes deeper than just her being there with her beautiful brown skin. It sends so many messages out to our society. And I think overall, we have to see that these messages are important. The messages of inclusion, the LGBT plus community being included and seeing them in commercials and just seeing people being represented is very important. And it's important for children to see that as well. We grew up in a time where you very seldom saw black people on television in you know, strong positions. I mean, thank God for the Cosbys and, you know, the Jeffersons moving on up. Uh, We saw a few, but that was very far in between. And that was a representation of hope for us. So I I think it's very important in television to see women, um, black women in these lead roles. I mean, gosh, I watched Scandal like day and night because of Kerry Washington and just seeing her with her brown skin and being so smart and in charge and yes. fixing everything. That was an amazing representation that, yes, she's an actress, but for us, it's more than that because you see that position and you know what? I love the way she dresses and, and, and it inspires women to want to be in that type of position and want to dress fashionably while doing it. Yes. And that's exactly, I mean, I always say this, but that's why when I saw you play basketball at a high level, I was like, oh, she's fierce and she's feminine. Like, I want all of that. And, yes. and now seeing that representation also translate to the big screen for instance like you mentioned carrie washington and scandal like olivia pope out here handling the business behind the scenes you know handling uh all these crises in a way that it's she's still maintaining her elegance but also reading people along the way has been really cool also Mm -hmm. you know i i have to just go from tgit to tgit uh, viola davis what she has done for the culture i will tell you one of the most impactful scenes I've ever witnessed watched was on how to get away with murder when she comes home changes takes off her wig takes off her makeup takes off her lashes like literally she strips down and I don't think I've ever seen that like go from that transformation of like what people see in real life to like what we actually are. Like we have to strip down and feel comfortable to show that side of her. I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, Viola. Like you remember that scene, right? Yeah. Oh my God. You know me (laughs) now. Two shows I miss a show of is going to be Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. Like again, Viola Davis, who I follow on social media, who I don't know, but I feel like I know, even though I don't know her. Um, who I love and support and whatever she's doing her. She is an activist as a mom. Like I'm just like, again, representation. What does it start with? Probably the way that she looks. She looks like I can see myself in her. And so therefore I identify with her, her intellect, the way she moves. Um, I just love it as an actress. You know, I, I do acting also. I'm an admirer. I'm a fan. Um, but that representation is inspiring. And the way she moves through social media in her life is also inspiring to continue to educate. I started to use my platform more educating just from following her. I shouldn't say just from, but partly from following her and information where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I need to repost that. We need that. We need to hear that. We need to spread the word. And so again, representation is so important to have other people that we looked up to. Thank you for saying you looked up to me because I love being a role model to you and so many other young women and young people and to my daughter, you know, but then here you are as a role model, you know, when Lauren sees you, it's like, mom, look, Miss Cheney is on TV. And I'm like, oh, it just melts my heart because that's what it's about is that representation and seeing people that look like you just subtle, however important to inspire you to know and believe that you can do it too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's just got to keep multiplying, like not just one, because Lisa, you were that one for me. And there was, you know, fortunately it's a league full of amazing black women, but Mm -hmm. you just stood out because you were the face of the league. And so seeing that one more prominently open doors. So now we have a lot of different, this next generation that's doing a lot of great different things and to pass it on to the following generation, which includes your daughter, which is super lit. But um, wh- how, how do you think it was for you on the other end of the spectrum when you didn't see that representation? How hard was it for you growing up? 
You know, honestly, I, again, I'm very lucky because of my mom and seeing my mom just, that was enough to inspire me. You know, I never really showed, you know, a lot of pictures of my mom, but my mom, Gorgeous. my mom was like, bomb. <laughs> like Gorgeous. she was tall, beautiful, you know, she, she was a mover and a shaker. My mom was athletic. She played sports, but she had her hair, like my mom was fly. So I think you know, it's kind of like if you could picture, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross growing up with Diana Ross. Like when you see my mom, my aunts, like they were cute, you know what I mean? And they were very feminine, um, but they all worked hard. And so growing up with my grandma was a nurse. My grandma was fly every Sunday. She had on her incline, her aunt Taylor, like all her stuff tailored and hooked up for church. Uh, my other aunt, super fashionable, you know, she had beautiful hair and, and dresses. I never saw my aunt in jeans, one of my aunts. So all these women that I'm around, I have another aunt who is very eclectic, who lived in Pasadena, who was like, you know, peace and love, you know, with her natural hair out all the time. So I've grown up with so many women with so much swag before that word was a word that I've seen representation so much in a way that I was inspired and very confident. And my cousins are the same way, very confident and very feel very loved and not necessarily in search or feeling insecure. It's not possible. We got a family of like 25 women and three men. So <laughs> there's a gang of us who are like fly in our own way. And you can't tell us anything different, but not in a cocky way. It's just the women have bred strong women and women with confidence and women with fashion and flair and style and some more fashionable than others, but still cute. So I think that representation for me at home in the village was what really helped me once I got outside the village on the court, out in the world, I'm still doing me because this is what I know because this is what I grew up with, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm sort of the same way, you know, when I think about my mom, it's funny because your mom is a taller woman. My mm -hmm. mom is a smaller woman. And yeah. so going home, it's just been funny because, you know, as you get older, the more you appreciate your parents. Because growing up, you're like fighting, they're strict, they're doing their job. And then you grow up, you're like, oh my gosh, you're sort of cute, right? And so right. I go home <laughs> and like, I'll just, the first thing I'll do is running home. Now COVID times is different, but before COVID, I'd run home and I just run to, because my mom goes to bed early. I'd run and just jump in the bed where she's laying down and just like snuggle her. And she's so tiny. And yeah. it's so funny because she's like, and I say tiny because she's like five, six, five, seven compared to mm -hmm. me. And I always joke, yeah. I'm like, mom, how in the world did I come out of you? Like being six, three, six, four. But um, it just is funny because having that representation, even if it's not necessarily what we see outside on the big screen in mass quantity, finding mm -hmm. those people amongst your community, whether it's your family or your friends, for me, it's my mom who is a badass woman, like held it down with four girls. My dad had a job that had him, you know, traveling quite a bit. So like, yeah. choosing to be an educator so that she can make sure that we were taken care of, you know, for our plan for the long term when it comes to school and going from being a special education teacher while taking care of us to now having a PhD in education, like still doing it and having a dad too that supported her every step yeah. of the way. Again, talk about being outnumbered with so many women on your side. My dad always talks about how he can't get a word in because he's outnumbered. Like he always yes. knows his vote doesn't count because it's all women around him, you know, five other women, but... <laughs> Having that representation, even like I always say, everyone says, who are your people? And I'm always like, Lisa's my person. And then, you know, right after that, it's like my family that has really helped me a lot. And so that representation really is something that, you know, it doesn't have to be on the biggest screens or the biggest forms. It's literally within your unit, which is kind of cool. And, you know, I, I love how we started this conversation with Hollywood because I know at least your friend is going to talk about this as well. The challenges of being that representation to so many different people. Well, I'm excited. And up next is a one-on-one -on -one conversation with my dear friend, Nisi Nash. Hey guys, welcome back to Front and Center. I am here with the amazing actress, comedian, producer, Emmy winner, my dear friend, someone that I love, Miss Nisi Nash. Ooh. 
Thank you, Lise. But can you say Niecy Nash Betts? Excuse me, honey. Let's add Miss Betts to it. Woo woo. Because I's married now. <laughs> We're going to get to that, Miss Betts. I like that. Thank you. But I got to ask you first, my love, how are you doing? Yes. Like you and I talked on the phone last whole month, but how you doing today? I'm doing great today. I, I uh, broke my ankle recently, but it's recovering well. And I'm in great spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't complain. You're so excited. I see that smile. You know, really, if I tell you how I am, if I could encapsulate it in one yes. word, I'm, I'm happy. You're happy. And you yeah. know, when I called you a month ago, I called to say congratulations on getting married. I called to say that you're so happy and I love that you're happy. That's how I love you. But we got to go back before we get to what's happening now to how we met. Cause it's so funny. Everybody always asks me based on our relationship, even just through social media, like how you know Nisi really? Nat all the time. I know you, you and Nisi Nash, y'all know each other. Like how, how do we know each other Nisi? Okay. Well, I've been married three times, but my second marriage, mm-hmm. My ex knew your husband, mm-hmm. and we met at Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, not the season you and were on, I, right? Not the season I was on. It was probably season nine, because uh-huh. I did season 10. But I remember meeting you, and I thought, I'm not mean is a strong word, but I just thought that you were cautious. You were, you, I don't know what happened in that exchange. I was like, I don't, I, I don't think she liked me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened. And so and my husband at the time was very much like, no, I'm telling you, she's nice. And I remember going somewhere with Remember you. I invited you. So here's my deal. When we met that night at Dance with the Stars, it was kind of like we were in front of people. I'm so tall. So I was just kind of like, hey, nice to meet you. I gave you a hug. And I went to sit down. So my sort of abrupt movement wasn't like not feeling you. I moved because I'm so tall, blocking people from watching, like literally in their seats, watching Dancing with the Stars. But then I was like, oh, babe, they were, you guys are really nice, you know, nice couple. I was like, oh, Missy Nash, like I love Missy Nash. So I'm like, cut. You invited me to, to, to an NBA to, I invited you to thing. the ESPYs. The ESPYs. And I remember telling my then partner, I was like, I'm not going nowhere with that girl. <laughs> she was mean. Like, I don't know. Why would I go somewhere with her? I mean, you know, she didn't, she wasn't, she didn't give me the vibes or whatever. And then something was like, just try it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I will leave. Yeah. She ain't going to be sitting up there treating me no kind of way. <laughs> and I remember when I came back home, he was on pins and needles. Mm. And I was like, I love her. She's so great. <laughs> so listen. It, it, oh, no. Tell your, tell your audience yes. that I said to listen and never judge a book. Give it a second chance and make sure. That's true. So here's some cute things that happened. On that trip, remember now, I invited you because my husband was like, babe, I can't go. I got to fly. Why don't you invite Nisi? And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Nisi, let's go. We go, we got our little limo, we got our hotel room. Remember, my zipper broke on my dress. You remember that day? And that yes. day, you had like three or four backup dresses. We actually wear the same size. And in it, another cut too, Nisi has given me like 15 dresses, y'all. Let me just keep it real, real. Because <laughs> we wear the same size, even though we're different shapes. She probably like sometime between a six to eight and a 10. She got like three sizes in there and I could fit sometime between a six to eight and a 10. We was good. Sis gave me the dress that I wore on the red carpet and she did my hair. We had such a great time that day. Remember, I found out that you used to do hair. I didn't know none of that. You hooked up my hair. (laughs) That's how I made money in college. Yeah. So the whole thing worked out in a way that when people ask me, how are you and Nisi Nash friends? I'm like, you know what? We just spiritual sisters because we love love. And no matter what's going on in the world, I will always love Nisi, give you a call, check on you. And that's been our relationship. So I'm just so thankful for that. Thank you again for joining me here on Front and Center. And so now when you look at this whole pandemic, how has that really hit you and affected your life? You know, I'm, 
I paused mm-hmm. because I know that for so many, the pandemic has been trying. It has been hard. It has been filled with loss, uncertainty, anxiety, fear. But I have to tell you my personal experience, if I'm going to stand flat-footed in my mm-hmm. truth, the pandemic in and of itself, like the quarantine part, right. Right. makes you stop was delicious for me. Mm -hmm. The loss of life and peril that was happening in the world made my heart break Mm -hmm. for the world. But my personal experience was absolutely lovely. Tell us about what was so delicious about 2020. I'm just speaking specifically of the mandated quarantine I had bought a home and realized that I had not spent a consecutive 30 days in it. What, the new house? Yeah. Oh, man, that house is bomb. I had never, <laughs> sp- thank you. I had never spent 30 days in that house mm-hmm. prior to, matter of fact, I got so many more things done to it. You have to come back. But I had not spent 30 days in my home in a row. Mm-hmm. So one, it allowed me to be home, to nest, Mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, to put things away, to just figure out living here. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like a visitor in my own home prior to. Second, I feel like my current marriage was solidified during COVID. And I say that if you date someone or live with someone during COVID, it's like dog years. Yes. It's like you either never want to see that person again in your life as soon as it's over, or you're like, this is the most amazing person I've ever met, and I can see you every day with no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, let me just speak on that, because I 100% agree with you. I said, during this quarantine, I'm like, that made me know me and my husband going to make it for like we forever, ever. Because you know you don't really know, right? And it can switch and it can change it, but being in that moment... What did you find? And as for listeners out there, Nisi is newly married to Miss Jessica Betts. She is now Miss Nisi Nash Betts. But what did you find out in that time of quarantine that was so different? Because the world had to stop. We had to stop. And therefore you had more well, you time. You know, I'm a, I'm a lover by nature. And I draw that energy to myself. And that's a standalone thing. That's me. Mm -hmm. But what I learned is that I attracted. Now, 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 let me take a few steps back. On my exodus of my last relationship, what was important to me was to get to know me, to unpack any trauma that I may have had. Because if you don't do that, you will bleed on someone who did not cut you. Mm -hmm. You want to be your best self moving forward and whatever you got going. Mm -hmm. So therapy was a beautiful gift. And by the time I entered into quarantine and dating during that time, I realized that this was the first relationship where I felt fully seen. Seen. I've been loved and I'm not going to tell you I have. Yes. But seen is another thing. Mm. When you are fully seen, it means you do not have to spend the eternity of the relationship, trying to interpret how you love and how you want to be loved. Mm, That's deep. So I felt fully seen and I did not have to continue to explain my love language. Mm -hmm. And now let me speak on that because you know we had this conversation before you married your ex-husband about the fact that remember what I don't know if you will remember this, but we had one conversation in your backyard by the pool when you guys were engaged. And I was like, remember, you're the prize. You remember that? Were we at my house in Northridge? Yes. Northridge yes. at the okay. pool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We were in Northridge. This is three houses back. You know, yeah. it was like me, you know, he like he picked you, but it was also that idea that you had to do all these things to get the Mm -hmm. love that you wanted. And I remember feeling like, wow, that's going to be, you're going to expend a lot of energy trying to get the love that you want. And I, and in some ways I understand you, you know what I mean? I understand your love language. I understand 
how you want to be loved. And maybe that's the intuition of me as another woman, me also being in a marriage, you in a marriage, you know, just understanding that. And so I can see clearly how you wanted to be loved from that marriage and that not working out. And then now me, I don't know Jessica yet. I can't wait to meet her in person and have her be a part of, you know, my, our friendship as well. But how do you feel that if you could explain it, how does that differ in how she sees you and how she loves you? Well, back it up to the fact that you said to me, I'm the prize and I'm enough. Yes. Here's the thing. First of all, you have to be grateful for people who will come into your life and speak truth and invite you to think differently mm -hmm. on things that you may have had, you know, a stick in the sand about. Like, no, this is exactly how it is. Somebody is like, oh, dear, might I invite you to see that another yes. way? And I wasn't at a place or at a space where I saw it clearly in that moment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I went years down the road when I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? I have approached this in a way that doesn't serve me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm exhausted. And you're exhausted. I know. And now I have to go back and there's an untethering mm -hmm. because you have to go back to the person and say, baby, I sold you a bag of magic beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that part. <laughs> yeah. Things unchanged. Yes. You know what I mean? And I understand with this change if you don't still want to ride this ride. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's the precursor to the answer. Mm -hmm. And the difference between being loved and being seen is that people can appreciate you, um, they can value you, they can adore you, but it's another thing when people, I feel like being fully seen is being not only respected and honored, but chosen. Mm, okay. And it's different. It, it's like when somebody sees your bullet holes and your stab wounds and your pain and your trauma and your past. And they still go, I see all of mm -hmm. it and still coming. Yeah. It's different than when people are hoping that you will be something other than what they experienced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can be in a situation where somebody loves you, but is still waiting on you to be something else. Mm their version of you. Mm. There's a better version of you in me. Right. And to be fully seen means I see the pain and I choose you anyway. If that thing about you, if that brokenness never changed, I'm okay. I'm a write, I'm a write it out. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm a thug it right out with you and we will get there. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's just different. Well, I got to say, I'm, I'm really happy about that. And as we also know, we wear so many hats from the relationship aspect to your career. And I know you've had a long standing now on Claws, which has done amazing, which is so fun. Y'all roll everybody. I just, I'm not going to get into the details of the show, but I know the listeners out there watch Claws. How has that experience and your success on that show helped change your your life really uh, both professionally and personally well professionally claus was the first time i'd ever been a number one on the call sheet wow uh, are you serious out of all the, the things you've done out of everything time. i've ever done i've never been a number one wow. where you lead the charge mm -hmm. which is a challenge in and of itself because if you are african-american or any kind of brown if your show fails in my industry, you fail. Yes. And it will take you about four or five years to get another number one. Now, you can be a number two. You can be a sidekick. You can be in an ensemble. But to lead a thing, they will say you fail. Mm. So I was able to lead a series and keep the show on the air for four years. And that in and of itself is a blessing. That's a true blessing. And what season Personally is it? And professional. Four years. Four. Season four? Four. Yeah. Then the other thing I will tell you personally, my character Desna shaped me because what I borrowed from her is the fact of being unapologetic mm -hmm. 
and living her life on her own terms. Mm. Now, Desna, uh, if you look at the what you would write down on paper about her, lines up with a lot of women that I knew. Over 40, never been married, and has to take care of all the people around her, is the center point of it all. But the part that I felt like was a gift to the public was the fact that she wasn't a size two. She had sex on her own terms. Her sexuality and how she moved as a woman did not deserve explanation to anyone Mm -hmm. in series. And what that did for me personally, I felt like it opened me in a way that I was able to move around in my own life without fear and shame and worrying about what other people's opinions of me were while I was living my best life. Yes. So talk about that because that's a real space and a place to come to mentally to have that decision. But you're also probably of all my friends, very active on social media, which then there's so much feedback and everybody has an opinion because they get to have an opinion. And I know you have several platforms, whether it's at Nisi Nash on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, Facebook. How do you deal with the haters, if you will, that have something to say about anything, whether it's the body shaming or people saying something about what you have to say. What do you hear from people and what do you say? Okay. Well, when it comes to body shaming, let me start there. Um, listen, and people don't know you in person because you got, her skin is so bomb. <laughs> when I tell you this girl got the prettiest skin, like you beautiful. I mean, I, I don't know what people say, but I'm sure it's always somebody saying something. Well, the thing of it is, is that why one of the main reasons that I love Desna is because without watching porn, you could see yourself on regular television. Mm-hmm. You could be meaty, cheesy, and greasy and still have sex scenes and still have intimacy and still have all of these things that is typically in regular television reserved for a smaller, more petite woman. So I love the fact that women could see themselves. And with regards to what people say, you know, I'm sure people have a lot to say Mm -hmm. about what I do, which is baffling to me because I, I mean, I always feel like if you mind in your business, right, right. How you even got time to mind mine? Yeah. How do you find your way to follow someone one and two try to break them down and tell them what they are and what they are not on their page? Right. You know, the one thing about social media, social media treats you like God, huh? He give you free will. (laughs) You don't got to follow nobody. And you can literally unfollow, block, mute. They've given you a myriad of options. You know, and what I say is, you know, haters are not happy and happy people aren't hating. I know how to go through my timeline. If I see something I don't like, I know how to keep scrolling. Right. But you do have people that feel like it's my right in the earth. Yeah, unhappy people. To tell you you're not this and you're not that. I'm like, you finished? Right. Because no matter what somebody says to me, it's never going to make me not do exactly what I want to do. Because when I lay my head down at night, I want to lay it down smiling and I want to open my eyes smiling. And I can't do that trying to live my life for other people. So before I let you go, because I told you I was only going to hold you for a little bit, and you know we could talk about a whole lot of stuff. Baby. Baby. But. I got to ask you, like we ask all of our guests, a few rapid fire questions. So don't overthink it. What book is on your nightstand right now? First of all, you're giving me rapid fire. We, you haven't even asked me about being married. So let me just shortly say. Oh, yeah. So tell okay. Well, we talked a little bit. I told you I didn't want to just like really go into the tea, but let's go. Tell me about what it's like being married to Miss Jessica Betts. 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 I love that because I saw you say bet on... Wait, bet on bets? Was that it? 
Oh, I've said everything. Oh, okay. The bets is yes to come. The bets, yeah. bets, of, bets of both worlds. Yeah, you I had go a whole bunch of them. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? And the one thing that I will say, because I think that, not that I have to, but I think it's a great area okay. because when I got divorced, when I initially separated and moved out and got my own house, the world did not know that. Right. When I filed for divorce, the world did not know that. When they found out, it was after everything had already been decided between us. So it made it look like I just got divorced. Right. Of course. And as soon as I just got divorced, I just got in a relationship, which is not true. Right. Well, you know, I, mean, I know people, that, but I mean, that's, I know that's you the know, world. but people don't know. Yes. And then people were like, Oh, well, maybe she was in this relationship with Jessica when she was in a relationship with her last husband. And that's why they broke up. And I'm like, absolutely not. These are so not true. Mm -hmm. You know, Jessica and I were friends for many years Mm -hmm. and I never looked at her because I was so happy in my marriage. And even when I wasn't happy in my marriage, I was fighting for my marriage. So I was never looking at her going, okay, I can go over here and do this or let me thread the needle. And she was in her own relationship. We literally were only friends. And it wasn't until my divorce had been filed and her 10-year relationship was over that we went to dinner in Jersey. And I don't know why, but I saw her differently than I had ever seen her before. Mm. And then I was still very hesitant. And it's funny because we went back and look at the history of our text messages where she was texting me after this kind of chemistry happened. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I want to be your friend when they throw dirt on my face. Mm. So I don't want to mess it up by having a relationship. Mm -hmm. So we we, we're laughing so hard because we go back and look at these texts where she's like, good morning. I, I hope you have a great day. Nothing. I'm like crickets, silent. She's like, good afternoon. I hope your day is going well. And I'm like, mm, nope, not going to say nothing back. Uh, She's like, good evening. Hello. I hope that your day was great. And it goes on and on and on and on because I'm like, I'm never going to call you or text you about what we could be on the other side of being friends because it. the fear for mm-hmm. me is losing you. And I would rather be your friend for the rest of my life. Ah, got it. So you knew that she was interested in you, or you just saying that you felt like if you started responding to her, then it was a something. Oh, no, I'm saying that I had the vapor suit. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I had vibes too, but I was like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, you weren't going to let her reel you in, basically, because you was afraid. No, I was like, oh, no. Mm. Yeah, we're not doing that. And then, you know, we had to come to Jesus. And it was very much like a constant reminder that you're going to be my girl. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, the power of persuasion. And, then that, and that wore me down. Yeah. And then finally I was like, okay. And then it was like, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Yes. And cut to. Cut to. <laughs> you feel like it is better for the week on it. Yeah. But the funny thing is that, you know, and I will tell you these. You know, when you talk about social media and what people say to you, Mm -hmm. people are like, how did you suddenly turn gay? Were you you always... Do you use that term, though? Because I would think, again, when it came to me and everybody was like, what's going on with your girl? You know, I got 50 texts, too. And I'm like, oh, no, that's for a movie. (laughs) Like, I'm like, listen, we didn't been in the same room. I don't know. I didn't know. But at the same time, I would go, that's how I know personally that is love because I know yeah. that I would, and it's not anything about gay or not gay. And I don't look at it in those terms. I look at it in like, when you know that from a spiritual standpoint, like you guys have this connection and that's what you decided on and you're happy for me on the outside. That's what I see. That's what I believe. And that's where I lean in. I, I actually have to say that I met, the most beautiful soul I have ever been in my life, which is why she was my friend, which is why I loved her before I was in love with Mm. her. And so I just see it the same way I saw my last two marriages. You meet someone that you connect with 
it's a vibe mm-hmm. and you say what's to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't see it as all of a sudden I'm a different thing. I'm the same lover. I'm the same artist. Mm-hmm. I'm the same mother. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, love someone other than the people I loved. And when I love those other people, baby, I loved them. You saw it up close. You know what it was. Yeah, 100%. That's why I was like, it's got to be for a movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> girl, I was, that's why I caught I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. This is day two. I see pictures now. That's the backyard. I know where you are. <laughs> you, you know, I broke the internet and I was, and I didn't know that was going to happen. I, know. I didn't think anybody would care. Oh, everybody care, girl. Especially with the I pandemic. Know. That was like 2020. Clearly we all saw that. Everybody, their grandma, my mama, your everybody mama. Everybody was at home like, ah! I know. Once I saw the yard, I'm like, oh no, that's, that's that's really the yard. No, that's not a no. Movie and our wedding was so beautiful. Nice, huh? We had only twenty four people drive up COVID testing because we had to be safe in the pandemic. Yes, but it was beautiful, and I'm loving my life. And you know, let me tell you something: you never enter a thing planning on leaving. And what if this don't work out? Right. You enter it with your best self forward. Mm-hmm. But what I know about myself for sure is that I'm a marrying woman. <laughs> I'm a marrying cat. Because when people meet me, they don't want to date me. Yeah. They want to marry me. Well, you know, and that's that on that. You know, listen, you know, I've been proposed to three times myself, been engaged in five year relationships. So I understand love. And, you know, that's why our spirits speak so we speak in a language of love. We believe in love. We bet on love. I would bet on love again. You know, um, I love love. So I'm loving the fact that you're happy. And when I talk to you day one and I'm like, okay, she's happy. That's my girl. We rolling. All right. We got a new, we got a new partner and it's Jessica Betts. And, uh, I can't wait to meet her. So that's just so awesome. Nisi. thank you for Taking the time. Where's my rapid fire? I'm coming to it. Let me introduce it before you oh, go, though. I didn't want to. I didn't want to miss that part. <laughs> you know, but be- before I let you go, I have got to ask you some rapid fire questions. So, okay, don't overthink go. it. Here we go. First thing: What book okay. is on your nightstand right now? Uh, it was from Oprah's book club. Oh, which one? Uh, uh the one with the water. Uh, what is the name of this freaking book? I have one of them sitting here. Where is that book? Okay, it's one from Oprah's book. Club. Okay, go. I was trying to what think else? about mine. The one with the it, it has a beautiful picture of a tree on the cover. Oh, uh, uh-uh, that ain't the one. I'm on the I'm okay. on the first book. I can't keep up. <laughs> okay, we ain't gonna date ourselves. Okay, your book is from Oprah's book club. Okay, what is your biggest splurge? In life or recently or whatever. Whatever. What you put, what you drop coins on recently that you know you was like, uh, you get your new okay, Chanel what bag. I, what you got? Yes, I did. You did? I got the big XL girl. But I spend, I would say, a lot of money on hair. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. I love changing my look. And it makes, you know, you know, the people that you are with feel like they get a different girl from yeah. you all the time. Yeah, you're true. Okay. So don't forget to send me more clothes and um, the old bags. Yeah. Okay. What are three things eight-year-old Nisi would have in her pocket? Three things. Eight-year-old? Yes. Uh, Now laters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lip gloss. Mm -hmm. And probably a note that I planned on giving to, you know, a boy in my class later on in the day. Why am I not surprised? Okay. What is a talent, not in your chosen profession, of course, that no one else knows that you're good at? You know, personally, that I can do hair. Right. I can do weaves, braids, um, any sort of extensions, any sort of anything that comes to hair. I feel like I'm a natural. Okay. So um, who was the last person you kissed? Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> that was easy. Okay, what song is stuck in your head right now? Honestly, uh, it's a song that Jessica wrote. Oh. Well, there's actually two songs, but both of them she wrote. Okay. One is called Catch Me. She sang it to me in our wedding, and then we recently did a video for it. Saw that. Loved it. Amazing. Thank you. We have to it's put a link in there for page. that. Mm-hmm. Yes, a link on her IG, um, at Jessica Best Music. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote another song for me. Uh, and I will tell you something that nobody knows. 
this new song she wrote for me, even though my name is not in it, the name of the song is Cora. Jessica calls me Cora. And I didn't realize for like a couple of years when I was still in my old relationship, why you call me Cora? And she said, you don't remember that time I asked you what your government name was and you said Cora? And I said, no, I said Carol. Carol, yeah. I'm like, my name is Carol. Where did you get Cora from? She was like, it's too late. You Cora now. <laughs> so if we're out and about, she'll be like, Cora. And people will be like, who is she talking to? <laughs> she calls me Cora. So those are the two songs. It would be Catch Me and Cora. Mm, Cora. Oh, that's tough. I have to look that one up. I, I got to hear that, Cora. How she wrote, how she make Cora sound good? She probably singing it. I don't even know, but the song is not out yet. But when it's okay, out, let me know. I'll send it. She to has you. a beautiful voice, by the way. I mean, Thank amazing. Um, obviously, once you guys are married and there's all these links, I got a chance to look her up. I follow her on IG now. I listen to some songs. I'm like, she's amazing. Hey, got her guitar, so it's awesome. I know. Okay, so last question: What is the mantra? that stays front and center in your life? The three words that I have always lived by are no matter what. Oh, okay. I don't care if I got to cry all the way to the finish line, get there no matter what. Get it done. I don't care how many people I got to take with me to complete a task. I don't care how long I got to leave the door open. I don't care what I have to do, but whatever the goal is, to meet the goal, you will get there no matter what. Because it's not if obstacles or hard times or fear will come. It's when it comes, what will you do? I love that. You will press toward the mark. You didn't turn into Miss Margaret no, on me right no. there. Go ahead. What? Tell your mama I said hi. I love you so much, friend. Thank you for doing I this. I love you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right, y'all. That is Miss Nisi Nash Betts. Bet on what? Give me some. Oh, me, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back. All right. Well, that is our show, guys. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to our podcast. You can follow me at Lisa Leslie on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. I like your girl. Everywhere. And I'm so mad that I missed that conversation. But Lisa, as always, you held it down. And I was a member of your family. And Nisi, my gosh, she bomb. She the best. You can follow me at Chanae, C-H-I-N-E-Y. And also, email us if you want, frontandcenter at bluewirepods.com. Again, that is frontandcenter at bluewirepods.com. See you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.